Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of The Mental Lens, a new podcast on mental health and psychology in TV, film, and media. This is the inaugural episode, and I'm really excited to be sharing this information with all of you today. We're going to be looking at teen identity development as it's shown in the Netflix series Young Royals. Um, So I'll go over a little bit more about that later, but I think that show does a really great job of presenting some really interesting ideas around teen development and developmental stages in general, so that's what I want to talk about today. Um, If you haven't seen the show, don't worry, I'll be providing a little bit of background on it, so stay tuned for that. But first, just our quick disclaimer that this show is not therapy. It's not intended to be therapy. Please reach out to a licensed practitioner for your needs and diagnosis. This show does not diagnose anyone, simply makes educated guesses. Diagnosis is an involved process, which cannot be done without understanding the totality of a person through the evaluation of a professional. Okay, so that being said, let's get started. So, by way of explanation, Young Royals is a Netflix series that centers around a teenage boy named, well, in English we'd pronounce it Wilhelm, but they call him Willem, who's the crown prince of Sweden. He attends a boarding school called Hillerska, where many of his peers are the children of, um, like, royal peerage families. Um, His cousin goes there named August. Um, The other students include children of Swedish business magnates and a couple of children who attend the school, specifically a pair of siblings who are pretty important characters, are there on scholarship. They're from a working class immigrant family in Sweden, and so they are there through a scholarship. Um, So he, Willem, the main character, kind of gets to know these students from all these backgrounds, and um, it's kind of the story of him coming into his own and the interaction and reaction of all of these characters to him and his own development. So it's really interesting. And the series, being focused on a teen kid, provides some great scenes that show teen psychosocial development. And it actually, watching through this series, there's so many examples that this is actually the series that gave me the idea for this podcast. So um, we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. And that brings us to the concept of today's episode that I wanted to talk about in the realm of psychology, which is Eric Erickson's Psychosocial Stages. So a little bit by way of history and background, Erickson was a German-American psychoanalyst, which means he was focused on analyzing people's psychology back at the time when a lot of analysts were practicing in a way that um, we kind of have as the stereotype in America for what psychology and therapy might look like where somebody is laying on a couch 
and they have a very uptight man sitting in a chair off to the side smoking a pipe or a cigar either asking them about their dreams or showing them um, ink blots or writing on a notepad silently and um, that kind of is the uh, psychoanalyst era one of the if not the very first modern Western psychology eras of practice. Um, So that's why that's where a lot of the stereotypes come from. But anyway, Erickson was one of those men, one of those practitioners from that time period. And he worked, um, I'm not sure of his relationship to Freud, but he was from that early stage. And I would bet that he disagreed with Freud on a number of issues. And the reason I say that was because Freud um, said that basically a person's psychology and development is crystallized after a certain point after puberty and doesn't really develop after that. But Erickson disagreed, and he put forward a theory where he showed different life stages, and he said that there are a number of human life stages we encounter throughout our lives, and each stage presents a fundamental question that we need to answer and resolve before we move to the next stage. And so, for example, older children around the ages of 6 to 11 in Erickson's model, they're contemplating the question, how can I be good? So basically, what actions make me accepted or rejected in society? Which for them basically looks like school, right? So they're going through school and they're wondering, what does it mean to do the right thing? What does it mean to follow the rules in this building or in my classroom or at home with mom and dad? Is it helpful to me to do that? Is it worth my time? And then even younger than that 6 to 11 age group are children ages 3 to 6 who are answering the question, am I good or bad? And so those are just a couple examples of those stages. And you can see Erickson had a question laid out that each age group contemplates not very openly. It's kind of in the subconscious, um, and they're kind of testing the waters socially to get these questions answered in order to resolve the question because once they have the answer, they can develop psychologically and move on to the next stage. And those stages, like I've mentioned, roughly correspond with certain age groups. Um, And so all that being said, this show, Young Royals, and particularly um, some of the episodes give good examples of the main character, Philem, trying to resolve the question that teenagers are asking in Erickson's model. And I first want to have you listen to a scene from the show that demonstrates this. 
and then we'll talk a little bit about what the question is that teenagers are looking to answer for themselves in Erickson's model. So I'm going to set the scene for you here with this clip, and then we'll give it a listen, and then we'll continue with the discussion. So in this scene that I'm about to play for you, Willem and Simon, his love interest, are kind of having a disagreement in the music room at the school. Simon is coming up to Willem, who's sitting at a piano, um, and then he's going to ask, it's going to all be in Swedish, but I'll, I'll kind of tell you what they're saying afterward. But I just wanted to kind of set the scene for you so that you can imagine what's going on. This is at their boarding school in the music room. Let's listen. Jag får inte sjunga min låt på jubileet. Jag har nog bytt till den gamla hilderska sången. De vill inte att du ska associeras med mig. Som vanligt. Simon, det är inte mitt fel. Lilla... Låten handlar om dig. Simon, jag, jag, visst, jag visste inte att... Hur länge ska jag behöva bli straffad för den här videon? Du fattar inte, för du har inte fått några konsekvenser. Va? Vad fan snackar du om? Okej, okay, jag fattar att det har varit jobbigt för dig ett tag. Det känns bara som att du har gått runt och lallat och låtsas som att ingenting... Simon, vad fan säger du? Du har fan ingen aning om vad jag har gått igenom. Det är den som har postat videon som är fel. Ja... Du kan inte lägga det på mig. Den kom undan. Det är bara jag som har fått all skit. Simon, du... Okay, so that's the scene. We'll just stop it there. Um, so Willem is trying to basically get back together with Simon. And Simon is very hesitant. He says that um, they're arguing about a video that was posted on social media. Somebody walked in on them together, recorded a video and posted it online, um, which basically outed both of them. And so that's been a really difficult experience for both of them. And Simon is upset because um, Wilhelm is asking him basically to get back together. And he's saying, that's not possible because I always end up being punished somehow, some way, when I'm together with you. And basically what he's getting at is that Wilhelm doesn't realize because of his position in society as royalty, it's very difficult when the public eye is on both of them to be normal together as teenagers who are just interested in each other. And so this is a good example of how Wilhelm is unable to realize his own position and who people perceive him as and who he wants to be. So he he's coming to Simon thinking and trying to answer the question, who am I, by showing he's a normal, quote-unquote, normal person. And Simon is trying to say, that's not really true. You're not really a normal person. Because if you were 
I wouldn't have to suffer so much to be with you. So we can see in this, if we kind of read between the lines of, of what Willem is saying, that he's really struggling to answer the question, who am I? Which Erickson said is the question teens are seeking to answer at this development stage. Subsequent stages involve humans making deep, committed relationships with others. So it's very important and kind of makes sense in the order of things that someone would first try to answer who am I before they deeply explore another person in a relationship. So what happens if these questions in these developmental stages aren't answered? So if people do not resolve these questions, time passes and we continue to age. But psychologically or mentally, we might not. And some therapists or psychologists believe a person's development will be kind of stopped at that stage until they resolve it. And the failure to move on to another stage may cause psychic tension even so much that it starts to contribute to mental disorders such as anxiety or depression. So for example, if a teen was just living their life and they never really resolved strongly or answered for themselves the question of who am I, but they get a little older and start dating, getting into serious committed relationships, and then get married, then go along with what their peers are doing, buy a house, have kids, they may end up being highly depressed one day in the middle of their life make major purchases, cheat on their spouse, or do something very extreme, or what some might say in our culture, a midlife crisis. And it may be that they're finally, at that point, starting to honestly try to confront and answer that question, who am I, and find out what their interests are, who they are, in order to resolve that developmental question to alleviate depressive feelings, anxious feelings over not having psychologically developed through that stage and being at the point that they feel they should be. So just something to think about, and that's pretty much the topic for today. Later on at this point in the podcast, I might like to use this time for listener questions or tips on certain aspects of self-care or mental health. But for now, I'll just be signing off and thank you all for listening and please try to find the rainbow connection. Be kind to others. Bye. (music) 